It's July 2nd, 2017, and this is the Fancy Ramen Podcast. I'm Neil. I'm Cookie. And Lizzie. I'm Ray. And I'm Scott. So first off, welcome to the podcast, Ray. Thank you. Ray, you're uh, connected to a lot of members here. Would you like to introduce yourself? Sure, yeah. So I am Lizzie's sister and Cookie's sister-in-law. And I just met Neil today. And Scott, I guess this is the first time we're uh, being in contact through long distance. Uh, but I'm used to hearing your guys' voices, so I'm excited to be here. Yay. I'm putting a handshake gesture through the microphone. <laughs> oh. So it's, it is a me pleasure too. to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. <laughs> Firm handshake. So before, uh, before we started recording, you talked about having a 100% less Neil episode. And it almost happened today. Hey, Scott, do you want to hear something funny? I sure do. So you know how Neil is pretty much invincible when it comes to lots of things, right? And he's not fragile at all? Wait, (laughs) (laughs) I did not know that. I figured Neil was probably neutral in his, uh, like, fragility compared to most people or more fragile. Well, I'm going to go with more fragile now as he had to go to Super Weenie Hut Jr. today <laughs> after after Tiff tried to kill him because she wanted to ride the dreaded teacups. It wasn't the teacups. Oh, can, it was the tilt of whirl. Close enough. <laughs> Did you not handle the teacups, Neil? I've never tried the, the official teacups ride, but it was not good after I did the tilt of whirl. I think uh, I had to sit at a picnic table for at least 10 minutes. Oh, wow. She had to give me water, <laughs> rub my shoulder, pat my back. Uh, then we proceeded to drive home in which we had to make an emergency parking stop at the runs <laughs> drive through And I left a present outside. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. And a guy proceeded to like wonder what we were doing parked kind of in line but not in line and proceeded to drive around us as oh, it was happening. God. Oh, God. I like to give credit to him though because he did continue into the runs in line. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't so. uh, spoil his appetite. Oh, runzas, yeah. Delicious. They're they're a thing. They're they're amazing. They're fantastic. Uh, they're fantastic if homemade, you're from Nebraska. Homemade runzas are better. Yeah, they're all yeah, right if you're from anywhere else. A quick aside, there is a place here in town called Local um, I don't know if you guys have heard of it, but there's like two or three in Omaha now, I think. And they make a homemade run. So they call it something different, but it's really good. I'm going to give the floor to all of you, though. We're going to start off with some corrections. Oh, yeah, yeah, that'd probably be good. You know, we do have a docket now. <laughs> <laughs> so let's start off with some corrections. I, as in Neil, did misspeak about the Steam <laughs> Summer Sale. <laughs> Each day of the sale, new discounts are featured, but from what I gather, from what Neil gathers now, the sale list is not adding new sales each day. That's the case. That is the case. <laughs> and a thank, a big thank you goes out to Brent from Grand Island, Nebraska. Our podcast feed was only showing the last 10 episodes of the podcast. That should now be a thing of the past as of the upload of this particular podcast when it will be showing 11. <laughs> <laughs> No, it, it has been fixed. So like now all 30 or 20 something, whatever, however many we have with like the half episodes or extra episodes are now up. So uh, is that on uh, the app store or the podcast app? Yeah, that, nice. it should be on everything now. So you can go all the way back to I'm assuming I don't remember if I put up episode zero and one, which was like a very different cast of people. 
It was definitely 100% less Scott. (laughs) (laughs) It was the AAA team, and now we're to the major leagues. I like like that. I'm glad we got brought up to your level, Scott. (laughs) Thanks for the sign-on bonus. So, Scott, besides camping, have you been doing anything else lately? I floated down a river yesterday. Oh, we want to do that. It's pretty sweet. The water's actually, you know, clean enough here to just hop in a river and start floating downstream. Yeah. No worries about just syringes floating in the Missouri out here. (laughs) Really, I thought that was part of the joy, like the fun (laughs) of doing (laughs) dodging them. (laughs) Great, you don't have AIDS. And our river, you win. They're Mm. super smelly. But yeah, um, I've just I've just been doing my usual outdoorsman activities. Actually, now that I think about it, I have stayed pretty active uh, around town this week. I went to a latte art throwdown a couple days ago, and I went to a concert. Are you a hipster? <laughs> <laughs> Is that a question? If I tell you what band I went to see, you'll probably decide for yourself. So I'm going to keep it a secret. What is it? Deer Hunter? No, but I'm actually really glad that you like Deer Hunter. <laughs> Who said I like Deer Hunter? <laughs> oh, I, I just kind of assumed so since they're good. Yeah, I, I won't say that half my repertoire of uh, songs I play on bass guitar <laughs> come from a Deer Hunter album. Seriously? Yeah, not kidding. It's mostly the XX and Deer Hunter that I like to play and Vampire Weekend. I can respect that. Yeah. Neil's kind of judging a little bit. I play a little Strokes too. Trunk, trunk rock, okay. Real impressive. <laughs> now you're judging. So, I can honestly say that I'll never have to buy an Oculus Rift ever, maybe, depending on when something comes out. I've gotten just as far as to know that the knuckle is real, there are pictures and videos of developers actually using it and holding it. So, for anyone who doesn't know, the HTC Vive unfortunately doesn't have, like, it can't tell where your fingers are at. So Valve, in conjunction with a few other people, probably, maybe, I'm not going to fact-check any of this, they have gotten together and started developing a new set of controllers that have individual buttons for pretty much each of your fingers so you can do all the gestures. And with that, they're also hoping to be able to run everything with the things that are just strictly exclusive to Oculus, so the Oculus Touch. And I know how much we love hearing about Palmer Lucky. He's actually donated money to the company that created Revive. So he's donating money <laughs> to hacking. Wow. I don't know what to think of that. He's doing something good for a change, okay? But isn't, isn't there like more stigma to him trying to throw the middle finger to Oculus at this point? Probably, but you know, he's helping me out. He's not the uh, developer we want, but the developer we deserve. I, I don't think I don't think that's something you actually want to say. I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry. I meant to say not the developer we need, but the developer we deserve. Yeah, man. <laughs> so I, I looked at the uh, the knuckle. Is it just going to be referred to as the knuckle or the knuckle controller? Or I think it's just. Gonna I be think the they're going to for now. I thought they were going to call it the Sonic Three and Knuckle. <laughs> It looks like a good controller. The fact, too, that it grips around your hand so you can let go of the entire thing and still have it attached seems pretty pretty genius. 
Uh, because even the Oculus Touch, am I am I wrong in thinking that the Touch you have to hold on to the controller still? If you let go of the Touch, you have let go of the Touch. <laughs> okay, it's so gone. False, right. <laughs> so that that's exciting. Is there a price on it? It's not even ready for anybody. Okay, so I it's think still an early. Prototype. They're in beta testing for developers right now. So only specific handpicked developers are getting knuckles to even touch. Pun included, in, intended, I guess. In other news, it finally happened. The update to Diablo. We've got the Necromancer. Yay. Are all your dreams, have all your dreams come true? I mean, I don't even play Diablo, and I think that's a pretty cool thing. I, I only have one bone to pick about it, and this is coming from a non-Diablo player, but when I was looking at the patch notes, it seemed like a lot of the content that came out with the release of the Necromancer character was actually free. So, like, granted, I think it's really cool that they're they're updating their game with, like, more free stuff, but the $15 charge for the Necromancer character doesn't seem as worth it. But it's it's easily justified, I guess, because they did something very nice for their player base, for the player base that is not going to be buying the Necromancer. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of torn on it, but I think it overall is pretty cool. I guess I didn't even read the patch notes. Where Was the extra area not free? I mean, was the extra area free? I don't know anything about Diablo 3, so I can't tell you the specifics, but it seemed like there was a lot of free shit. Well, I'm going to pull up the patch notes while we get some hot takes from our special guest. Well, Lizzie and I were checking out the Necromancers a little bit earlier. I really liked the character overall. I thought she had some good attacks, and uh, she's pretty uh, useful. But I did notice one kind of funky thing. Uh, The first two passives that you unlock... Uh, have to do with consuming corpses. The first one is increasing movement speed, and the second one is um, generating health globes. And then, uh, but you don't unlock that skill. You can't uh, consume corpses until after, later. Yeah, after which you was kind of funky. Other passives. Yeah, but, I didn't notice that last time. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I. I don't think I looked at my passives until later. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because we were power leveling me, so oh, yeah. which is fantastic. Yeah. I, I got a little afraid, yeah, when I started at level one and Lizzie was at hundred and seventy six. Uh, yeah, and my because once you reach level seventy, then you have Paragon levels. So that was my Paragon level. After playing for what like an hour though, I was up to at least level twenty. So yeah. I wish I could play that all the time. Just twenty levels in an hour. I know that's great. <laughs> I know. But yeah, I think the Necromancer is pretty good. Like, I think you could stand alone and do pretty well against some of the harder enemies because you some of the s- attacks you have also heal you. So mm-hmm. that's nice. Yeah, and generating skeleton armies and stuff is uh, pretty handy yeah. to keep your distance from the enemies and stuff. Normally I like to play the Cleric, but this one I like is a little more attack-based. Is that the shield guy? No, the shield guy's the Templar. No. Wow. What is it? We always forget his name. The Guardian? Paladin. No, I think it's the Guardian. <laughs> Which he was my favorite initially, but I don't know. Now, I'm not sure. But when he was... After level 71, we maxed him out. He seemed weaker than, like, the wizard and stuff. So, But, like, in the beginning of the game, he's really strong. 
It's funny. I think I've only ever actually played like the first hour and a half of that game because <laughs> oh, no. every time I like go to play past that, something happens. Like, oh, yeah. got a new, P- got a different PS4. Oh, <laughs> lost my PSN. Got to start over. <laughs> yeah, we've played that story so many times. It's like, oh, escape the story. <laughs> so now we try and just do all the extra stuff, adventure mode or whatever. So, class we're thinking of, Crusader. Crusader. You're probably thinking of Monk. Oh, yep, that's right. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah. What has a beard and no hair on top of his head? Correct. I don't know anything about the Crusader. Shield bash, that's all you need to know. I love <laughs> that move. <laughs> Coming from someone that has never played a Diablo game, I guess I've maybe played Diablo when I was, like, five or six or something. Wow. <laughs> so I don't know what I was doing back then, obviously. But does Diablo have a sense of aggro? Like, so your tank characters will draw enemy attention more than like your damage dealers and so forth? Uh, they kind of have moves where they can draw the enemies. But I do you think that if you do more damage to the enemies, they draw towards you, Cookie? I don't, I haven't noticed that. No, you no. got to play it smart. Yeah. So, so like so yes, there is a aggro. So the tankier, yeah, the tankier mm-hmm. characters usually have like a their shouts and yeah, shouts threats. And, yeah, and like some other characters, like the wizard and witch doctor, have f- a fear factor that makes the enemies run away. Oh, which alerts more enemies. Oh no, it just gets them away from you. So like, cause they're further distance um, characters. So. Mm-hmm. So with the necromancer. Is the ne- necromancer capable of... I, I'm assuming part of being a, ne- a necromancer is raising the dead. Uh, will your undead army draw the aggro from enemies at that point then? Or? Oh, yeah. If That's the nice thing about pets is they distract the enemies. So, like, I don't know. It's it's nice. Did, did you just refer to a dead corpse that you raised from the dead <laughs> as your pet? <laughs> That's the typical term I would say people normally for use dead for well for any type of game where like a ranger character would have pets that distract the enemies and yeah he's I, totally just screwing with you Lizzie. I know I know but yes I did call it that I thought I felt like the necromancer though it wasn't only like a far range character. Like, right, you could it be could pretty close play either way. Yeah, yeah, you could be close range too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the pets are nice for those longer attacks. Yeah, when there's a ton of enemies. Mm-hmm. I've got a couple of different ideas for a couple of different builds for the necromancer. Right, currently, there's different things. Currently, until I get my necromancer up to level seventy, I'm going with my long range build an army. So as of right hmm. now. On a normal day, I've got one, eight, 28 pets on screen just doing things. Although, so another strange thing that I noticed was, uh, I don't know when I unlocked the skeleton army, but suddenly they just started following me. (laughs) And I didn't have any spells for them or anything. I was like, oh, okay, these five skeletons are following me around. Um, but you can uh, raise mages, which are like ghosts, which is pretty cool. And then you can have your skeletons and then your, your mages. Um, and after you do unlock that devour spell, uh, you can just summon like a million of them. It's mm-hmm. pretty great. And devour is a spell that you 
you devour corpses on the ground to replenish your mana. Mm-hmm. So I use a combination of that to continue to have mana to keeping to summoning mages that mm-hmm. drop bodies. Yeah, when they expire. That devour more. And then once my mana's all the way up and I've got enough mages, I'll start resurrecting those corpses that are on the ground. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so is ne- the necromancer also a necro cannibal? Yes. Yeah. Mm. Delicious. Aren't Delicious. all things necro cannibals? Well, I'm assuming you have. <laughs> I'm assuming you the can kill human enemies <laughs> in Diablo. Like, are there not human foes that you fight occasionally? Yeah. Mm. So I you, don't know about human. No, Usually, you fight it's humans. Monster. The cultists. Oh yeah, I guess you do. Yeah. So you can devour the cultist bodies, right? But they're like wizards because they know spells. Hey, wizards, Ooh, are they the same species? Wizards as you are humans Ooh. as well. <laughs> you're okay. A necromancer. No. Are you human though? If you're necromancer. And wizard? Depends are they are they different species? You went. I kind of feel like yeah. we need to talk about Dragon Age now because that's <laughs> like one of the central plots of that game is like the persecution of mages, oh. which I was actually just telling Tiffany about. It's like super interesting. It's just it's a slow paced Western RPG that I don't think is all that fun anymore. Hey Scott, is that on the same summer scale? Uh, Dragon Age. I don't know if it was, but probably I picked up Origins on a summer sale. I think maybe one or two years ago, and I remember it had a hefty discount for the whole thing. But I'm really glad that Neil said mages because I was having a little bit of difficulty hearing you for a second, and so I thought you were saying lizard people, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I really don't know if lizard people are people. I could see them, yeah, being persecuted but people against. Is in the name, so it might be debatable. Like, I was like, this is. This is a pretty philosophical discussion here. <laughs> Are lizard people people? You just reminded me of uh, a topic I'll have to bring up later today as well. Does that have to do with Doctor Who? I'm looking no, forward to it. but it does have to do with the Illuminati, so. <laughs> oh, gosh. I'm looking forward to it a little less now. <laughs> <laughs> you should. So, speaking of the Illuminati, I hear there's something about a revolution. Uh, do we want to ta- uh, tackle my stuff first, or are there other games that the two of you have been playing? The three of you have been playing. Four of you have been playing. Sorry, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I'm a lizard person, and you haven't <laughs> decided whether I exist or not. <laughs> oh, I guess I've been playing a game called Audio Shield on the VR. Is good. Is that the one where you have shields and you block things that are timed with the music? Mm-hmm. Like that's and a terrible way of describing it, but you know. yeah. So basically, it's you're fully immersed in a VR. You've got two shields: an orange shield in your left hand and a blue shield in your right hand. And any music, the game has this algorithm that they take all the the music, any track that you've got. So I've used my custom productions, my custom instrumentals with this and they have an algorithm that sets up the track for you. So basically it'll shoot blue and red spheres that you've got to block with the perspective shield in time with the beat basically. Oh, it's oh, wonderful. That's cool. So you're cheating because you already know when the beats are coming up since you like. Well, you can see it coming. You see it all coming. Oh, it's so glorious. You know when you're watching an epic movie and there's like the one guy who comes out and he's doing all the crazy moves and things are flying at him and he's like tossing bodies in his way so he doesn't get hurt by anything. Doesn't matter. Either way, (laughs) it makes you feel like an action hero. I played um, the song Chandelier and oh my goodness, 
when Sia hits those, ah! like, it's like a rain of arrows coming down at you. You're like, yeah, I got this. <laughs> Things are going in slow motion and fast motion at the same time. We got to do that in mixed reality and then just like make music videos of the person just like, eh, eh, eh. It'll be the new form of dancing with DDR. Yeah. Oh my DDR. God, it's so good. It's so good. So I, I decided to check out a video um, from this audio shield. And the first one that popped up was Megalovania from the Undertale soundtrack. And anybody who's played Undertale knows that that soundtrack is like in... Um, it, it happens during the hardest part of the game, and so I wanted to see how difficult this could actually get. Scott, the only people that know what Megalovania are murderers. <laughs> 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 it, you know, just just because I didn't uh, play the 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 game the violent way doesn't mean I didn't look up the videos on how to do it. <laughs> I had to watch some guy do a hundred percent like no damage run on it which was still kind of blows my mind. But this game does look super sweet, Cookie. And this guy's got a video when he's doing it, too, that he's like, he, you can see both his uh, headset view and you can also see, like, the view of him moving. And you, you can kind of see that, like, his whole body kind of gets a rhythm into it. Maybe this is the new implementation of, like, the, the Wii Fit you know, now you can dance <laughs> into your VR headset. Cookie does well, call it working out. Feel awesome. I, I, as Lizzie put, I, I do call it working out. And it's like, I'm going to get a few songs <laughs> in and I will sweat my little titties off. So yeah, do you if like you, it? Uh, if you put on like a sweatband and gym clothes, you can, you know, trick your wife when she comes home that you went to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> She knows me too well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is it going to be like the Wii Fit and bother you every like two days? Be like, mm, you haven't been playing. Nah, man. <laughs> you haven't listened to music in a while. What's wrong with you? <laughs> What's wrong? Listen to music. That's Crazy. sad. <laughs> so do you like it better than Super Hot? It's a different game than Super Hot. Okay. I was just curious. Yeah, that's all I can say about that. It's a different Super game. Hot's a little bit of a workout too, though, isn't it? If you're playing it for long enough, yeah. Yeah. It's more of a zen workout because you can't move. Right. Until yeah, you're ready. Balance you're and absolutely stuff. right. You have to stay completely still so you can plan out things. <laughs> and if you're not good, you have to stand still a very long time. <laughs> Besides that, I've been pseudo playing a game that our silent executive producer is now playing. It's a roguelike. It's called Goner. 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 Am I going to have to have Microsoft Sam pronounce it correctly? <laughs> G-O-N-N-E-R. It is a roguelike. It's a Wait, goner, obviously, right? That's sure. what I would think. Like, you're a goner? Yeah. Well, you Isn't are that, dead. That's with one N, though. Goner? Is it? Mm-hmm. Maybe you just have to emphasize the N harder. Goner. Goner. <laughs> goner. 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 They capitalize the N and then the R in near, but I don't know if there's actually any sense behind that besides it looks good. It's because they're <laughs> shitty at English because they're <laughs> Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> but been playing that. It's a roguelike 2D. It's got shooter elements to it. I don't have much on it. I've yet to beat the first boss. The very little bit I'm look, uh, I've seen, does it kind of remind you of Risk of Rain? Never played Risk of Rain. Sorry. 
It's okay. <laughs> kind of is okay. the official it's, word. Yeah, <laughs> kind of. It's just that like when you bring up shooter elements and I see it side-scrolling and pixel-based and fast-ish movement, like kind of reminds me of that. Besides, I don't have much to say about it because, like I said, I've been stuck on the first boss as our executive producer knows why now. Does it remind you of Mario? That sounded like a side-scroller shooter. I mean, when you have the fireball power. Nope, but I will tell you what's going to remind me of Mario. XCOM. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm so excited for the damn game, okay? Sorry, there's a Mario Rabbits game. That mm. We're ignoring the Rabbits part, but mm. it's a um, tactical fighting. It's a tactical game. Tactical fighting. What do, you, what do you mean by tactical, like Super Smash? No, I mean like tactical, mm. like... 3x. There's no strategy in Smash. Come on. <laughs> but Mash. Pick favorite character. Slam. <laughs> Listen to Space Jam. But yeah, the, the platformer elements I think might be a thing. I don't know if I see any death falls though. What I do notice is that the outline, like your background is basically these crudely, crudely drawn lines and it seems like they will disappear when no one is near that area. So if there aren't enemies and you're not by a specific area, it'll be completely dark or close to dark, so it might be hard to tell whether or not there is a platform to jump to mm. if you're not there. Correct. But so, I haven't seen any, like... Death, death pitfalls. Pitfalls. Yeah. But once again, stuck at the first boss. So who knows what this game's got going on for it. <laughs> you might not finish this game. I won't finish this game. <laughs> <laughs> he hardly finishes games. Man, I've been doing so good. I had to take a couple of tests. Those end on Monday. Then I'm going to get back on my, um, that one game that I didn't finish. Wait, Persona 5? Yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> you guys have been talking about Persona 5 for a long time. You still haven't finished it, Cookie? <laughs> of course not. <laughs> That's a long game. That's a real long game. I'm about halfway through, oh, I think. Nice. Maybe. Can you uh, get past that cat yet that's like, go to sleep? What? The cat that tells you that you can't Let's do it anymore. Let's not do that tonight. Oh. Yeah, exactly. Man, I so agree. I'm just like, come on. I don't even have, I, I don't have this whole whole week to do anything. And I rented a movie and now I got to pay a late fee because of your ass. <laughs> <laughs> that that cat has, has screwed me over a couple times. <laughs> Twice on DVD rentals where I'll rent it and then we'll have some sort of activity going on where I'm too tired every night, Monday to Saturday. And then look who's paying a bunch of yen for a DVD they didn't even watch. <laughs> Scott, the problem is you're renting DVDs. <laughs> you have to be a studious student just like any Japanese kid and just study whenever you have a free night. And just go to the movies every once in a while, man. My character's already pretty smart and gutsy, so I don't know. I think it's about maximizing the time that you have available. Yeah, definitely. And the cat won't let me do it, and the cat won't <laughs> let me do that. Can we uh, cuss on this podcast? Yeah. Oh, okay, Do nice. you not hear us cuss? I guess I never pay attention to it. We don't curse very often. Fuck, really? <laughs> yeah. I'll yeah. Say it I was going to say... You two don't curse very often. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's true. I think I feel I like I, I curse Scott more often than does. I intend to. It's the lack of hair. <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> wow, reduces inhibitions. We we haven't made any hair jokes <laughs> until just recently. 
Like E3 was the spring of <laughs> hair jokes to come in. I'm angry about a lot of things, but Cookie realized that all of those things are just missing from the top of my head. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Scott. You're welcome. Carry on. <laughs> anyway, so uh, I, this is kind of an older game, but uh, I've been kicking my friend's ass in Towerfall Ascension, and so <laughs> I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> Although we're stuck on the uh, the the hideous blob at the center of the universe, which is, I think, the last boss in the expansion, the Dark World. God, that thing is a piece of shit. <laughs> That's the roguelike, pixely... Yeah. Uh, like Archer game. Yeah. Yeah. Archer game. Do you have to mm-hmm. use ranged weapons? Or? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, you, can, you can bounce on other players' heads and right. kill them as well as shoot them. So you can Mario it. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah. It's pretty fun. It's a very fun game. I yeah. guess I guess I haven't I haven't actually talked about Towerfall Ascension on this game, on this podcast. Oh man, that's a great game. Well worth it. It seems very simple. So it's like an eight bit game, um, and you really only have like four controls. So you move, and then you can jump and shoot, and then you can dodge, which is also like you can catch arrows with that same button. Um, so it's pretty straightforward with the controls, and then. The really fun thing is you can have all these different variants, mm-hmm. uh, which are pretty random. Like, uh, I think one of my favorites is big head mode, where it, your head is just bigger. But it doesn't increase, like, the the target square or anything. Like, it doesn't help you, but you just have a big head in the game. And uh, you can also have, like, wings and stuff, and there are items that you can collect. Uh, different arrows, too. Oh, yeah. Like I hate the laser arrow. Oh, my God, I always say. kill myself with it. Mm-hmm. The laser arrow uh, just bounces around, and it doesn't yeah. stop until, like, five For a while, seconds. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you got to watch out for it. But. So if everyone has laser arrows, you're, it's just, like, constantly dodging because mm-hmm. they're bouncing everywhere. Do you just yell simple geometry right before you fire it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can kill yourself real easily with so that. It doesn't uh, end up stopping until it hits a target of some sort. Uh, it's it's, it can time out. Yeah. Drops after a certain amount of time, but I don't so know what if you, time that is. So with this game, you can set it up for when you're playing multiplayer, you can set it up with different variants. Mm-hmm. So with the laser arrow, there are variants that you can add on top of that, like infinite laser arrow. Oh, oh, yeah. I remember we played that once. It was Otherwise, terrible. it times out after six bounces. Oh, okay. Oh, six there or seven. You go. Between like three and six. So I'm curious mm-hmm. with the properties of the of this laser arrow, is it only the arrowhead, quote unquote, that is deadly? Or does Correct. the trail yeah. also? Okay. I was wondering just, if it was like a Tron-like thing. Oh, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Nope. Just the head. Yep, just the head. And there are monsters that like fire laser arrows at you too so you gotta watch out for those yes hate those things Mm -hmm. but you could get them to kill themselves by just positioning yourself in a geometrically advantageous situation right sometimes but you have to be pretty close to it to get it to shoot at you so it doesn't always work okay yeah but cookie you can do variants on uh the story mode as well i think in the expansion pack oh nice Mm -hmm. It lets you pick. Played. It doesn't have all of them, but it lets you pick. Like you have positives, and then you have curses as well. So uh, you can like pick from those for the the Dark World expansion. Curse dodges for the win. So <laughs> oh, does this game those. play like a twin shooter? Or yes. And are you kind capable of. of shooting 
more freely than 45 de- degree increments? Uh, so not really. there's a variant that allows free, free shooting. Mm-hmm. So it does have one degree increments, but usually it is just at the 45 degrees. Okay. And with the twin stick shooter aspect of it, it's more of just you either aim up, left, down, right, or in the diagonals, and then you push R2 to shoot. Mm-hmm. And there's a, or square. R-square. No, you dodge with R2. I don't know. I've been playing this game so long. <laughs> yeah. Um, X is jump. Yeah. But, um, oh, I forgot. Or on PlayStation 4, respectively. That's, that's where you guys lose me. Like, what? You're not playing oh, on I Steam? Come on. <laughs> yeah. uh, there's some level of heat seeking too with the arrow like you can have modes where it's just a little bit it'll help you just a little but um, there are certain arrows that are heat seeking and, and ones that'll like really curve around obstacles and stuff Which, so that's pretty fun what are those called again the ones that'll like oh the lightning ones where it's like my bolt sh- arrows sh- bolt. yeah that's oh, it I hate them <laughs> but those go after you at like they, they go in a different direction and they totally change direction to hit you it's it's so that's not really like a heat seeking thing because it psychs you out so you think it's going somewhere else and surprises you i think it can turn how many times three or four at least we've seen it turn four. Oh my god yeah it's annoying as hell but the, those variants in the different arrows are really cool i think they put a lot of work into them yeah i like it speaking mm-hmm. of not playing things on steam i got a new toy I got a 1080. Right. I forgot we were yeah. going to talk about that. Yeah. Oh, man. So, that was so exciting. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. So did you pick up the 1080 specifically because the 1070 and 1060 were like... Just as much. Okay. Yeah. If not more expensive? Yes. Because of ether mining? Yes. Because I was of wondering mining. if you were picking it up just so you could be better than Neil and I. <laughs> just... I thought that's what you did with like high-end PC parts is you bought them and then you just lorded it over your friends <laughs> and played my, and then you just play Minesweeper and you, you waste it. <laughs> Pretty much. But yeah, so I ended up kind of pulling the trigger because I was like, okay, I can see how much these graphics cards are costing because of the ether. Is it what what are they what are they mining nowadays? Ether. They're mining ether nowadays? Yeah. Yeah. Kiefer Sutherland. That's what Tiff said. <laughs> so, so yeah, they're so the Bitcoin miners are no longer mining mining bitcoins. They're mining ether now, and apparently it's making them some money. So they bought in all the 1070s, the 980s, the 980ti's, the 1060s. You can barely find 1050s. It's making them hypothetical money. I think right now it's making them hypothetical money. Saw a 1070 online. It was six hundred dollars. Yeah, things are dumb. I got a 1080 for 550. That's not bad, right? No, that's actually really good. How much is a 1080 Ti? I found one for 650 online versus in person. Right. So I'm not right. finding 1080s like cheap online, but like I was looking at Best Buy the other day, and I was like, oh, they still have like MSRB rating like prices for things. Then the one down the street just happened to have a 1080, and I was like, this is how much graphics cards should cost. Yes. Yes, please. Any more game talk, guys? Um, Have you ever played the app threes? The app threes? Yeah, that's pretty great. I don't think I have. Ooh, have you played, uh, what is that game? 2048. Yeah, 2048. 2048? Uh-uh. Mm. 
Wait, oh, so it's similar. They're very similar. App Threes. Is it like a phone app called yeah. Threes? Yes, it okay, is. Okay, I have not. Mm. That's a pretty fun game. It is fun. Kind of addicting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the thing is, you, you're trying to add threes together pretty much so you get like these starter pieces that are twos and ones and then you make threes and then you can combine threes with threes and then sixes with sixes and so you try to like build it up but you it's on like a grid of like a four by four grid I think uh so it's kind of like one of those puzzle games too where you try to make make all the pieces close to each other so that you can combine them okay Mm-hmm. Does it expand or does the board expand as you play then? Or no. Maybe, maybe I'm thinking of something that's different. There's kind of That's a limit, the challenge but of it. My highest, I think I got 784. Let me check this out. So you basically just combine them as much as you can to make the biggest number you can mm-hmm. with the space allotted. 768 is my highest. Tile, and then 384 is next. I would recommend that app. It's a pretty fun one. Yeah, it's good uh, time consumer if you're like mm-hmm. in a waiting room or something. Or on an airplane. It makes yeah. you look smarter than if you're playing Magikarp. Jump. <laughs> <laughs> I think everything addicted. makes you look smarter. Which you're still playing, I take it? Oh my god, yes. Oh god. <laughs> Why would I not be playing Magikarp? Jump? Uh, Scott, are you still playing tra- Magikarp? What's your trainer level cookie? Oh god. I will, I will tell you in a moment. Has this become the new JoJo? The new Joe. Oh, that Magikarp will make it into every episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably. Well, until I stop playing Magikarp while we're recording, it will. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, Cookie's doing it too. Uh, I'm level forty-four, Scott. I'm level forty-four. Oh, I'm forty-nine. <gasps> oh, Scott passed me. Ooh. I need to get my Magikarp Aww. up. I uh, have you got a gray one yet? A gray one? Yeah, I have, and and a purple one too. I've got two purples. purple ones. I only get purples now. Speaking of shitty games, I've got one for you. (laughs) Stop me if I've already talked about it, but I tried playing The Secret World Legends. Legends? I think that's what it is. Uh, I don't remember you talking about this. Great. So I get to talk about a shitty game for a second. Then this this was basically a rebooted MMO. The the game was originally called Secret Secret World. World. Yeah. So they rebooted it? Yeah. Oh. And from... From what I gather, I'm sorry. <laughs> not much has actually changed. Uh, they they definitely made it more approachable, and it's no longer like a really shitty WoW clone. Not to say I know what that is, since I haven't played WoW, mind you. So yeah, let me preface this by saying I'm not really an MMO person anymore, or really have been, I guess. But what this game offered was like an interesting story-oriented experience, is what it basically said. Uh, in which you join one of three uh, world groups. One is the Illuminati, the lizard people, yes. Uh, the <laughs> other one is like some, I don't, I don't even know. It's, it, it's some group in Asia which is supposed to fight off evil. And then the third would be the Templars straight out of Assassin's Creed. But what? Templars for life! So you, you played as a Templar, I take it? Yeah, as a Templar. For the original. Like eight years... 10, 10 years, 12, it a may, while it may ago. very well have been. And uh, yeah, I, like just as a whole, the game seems pretty interesting in terms of like the premise or the story, but the execution of it's pretty weak. It's a, it's a shit fest. Yeah, it wasn't so good back in the day either. The graphics are kind of aged 
in a way. Like I, I doubt they've really changed much. So um, it looks kind of like you're playing a Bioware game from like 10 years ago. Like, oh, is this like the same engine they used in Jade Empire? And Maybe. Andromeda? <laughs> no, Andromeda's eye-bogglingness <laughs> eye or whatever you want to call it was amazing. I want to pick up that game at some point in time. but um, One of these days. On a, on a separate note, a game that I'm not really sure if I'm enjoying quite yet, uh, it's called Valkyria Revolution. And I've, I've brought up in the past that I kind of pre-ordered this game when I found out that the, uh, the composer, which I'm going to screw up his name, but I think it's Yasunori Mitsuda. Uh, Sounds Asian enough. Yeah. Shinigami yeah. Tensei? Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, he's the guy who's best known for Chrono Trigger. And um, I kind of you know, expected the music to be showcased a little better because of that, but I immediately found how much I missed Persona 5's sound editing because every time an interesting track seemed to come in during a cutscene in this game, uh, it would dip down and then the voices would come over. And when you play Persona 5, the music hardly drops, if at all. And the, the voices are mixed in a way, as well as the music, that when you hear a voice come in, you can't, like, you, you can hear the voice, you can distinguish that between the music perfectly fine. As a whole, like, I kind of expected this game to maybe be a little darker than uh, than the main series of Valkyria Chronicles, which, by the way, this is a spinoff, so you don't have to know anything about the Valkyria Chronicles series, aside from maybe some common things like, what's a Valkyria? And other shit like that. I, I own and have played at least a couple levels of Valkyria Chronicles, and I don't know what a Valkyria is. Can you enlighten me quickly? Yeah, Scott, did you ever get to the anime part? I didn't, no. I was still on, like, World War II, run your tank through town kind of thing. Yeah, so basically what happens is once you get far enough in that game, you end up running into a blue-haired lady that uses, like, a sword or a lance, and it turns out that she's basically 50 tanks in terms of strength. It's very oh much God. like this, this war game where everyone uses rifles just became, hey, check out this person with a sword that shoots laser swords. <laughs> oh, no. You said Magikarp Jump was a dumb game. <laughs> the thing, though, is that Valkyria Chronicles was it had a really, really cool battle system that was a tactical RPG. So think Fire Emblem in a weird way, except the movement's completely oh, free. I won't disagree, because I bought the game just to try that out. The 3D movement but it's still sort of turn-based. It, it was really wonderful. I did like that. Yeah, it, it's cool, but that game, much like this one, lets you down in the regards to like how the game doesn't take war seriously. Like Valkyria Chronicles is basically a playoff on World War II, and there's even like a Jewish metaphor there as well, or simile. And yet, like, it can't help but keep playing romantic, or not romantic, but like slice of life comedy scenes and everyone's pretty much hunky dory throughout all the persecution and stuff whereas in Valkyria uh, Valkyria Revolution they've gotten rid of that battle system and now it's more of like an action RPG where you run around and hit people with swords along with that the cutscenes seem to take up the majority of the game so far like I think I've maybe played a combined total of like 30 minutes in game and I've watched maybe two hours of cutscenes. 
I can probably beat so this it's, game. <laughs> it's Metal Gear Solid 4. Yeah, basically. And maybe it lets off a little more as you get further into the game. But like right now, I, I don't know if there's an end in sight. And uh, the only thing that makes me curious about playing it more is that while the majority of the characters that are like good, quote unquote, uh, all are treating everything way too lightly, the main five protagonists you're introduced to them as being traitors. So, like, you start the game off and you are essentially witnessing this student talking to his teacher about how he thinks that the five traitors, quote-unquote, maybe weren't necessarily malicious people in history. All you're basically given is that these five characters ended up starting, like, a liberation or a revolution, uh, liberating themselves from, like, a, an empirical state, if you will. Like the game Valkyria Revolution would be about the uh, people conducting the revolution, hopefully. Right, exactly. But so you go into the game knowing that these five characters are going to get executed, uh, assumedly unless there's some sort of twist at the end. And you also know that they're like purposely misleading their own people, their allies and so forth, for like a greater, a greater goal that is revenge. But I haven't gotten far enough mm. to know like whether or not that payoff is going to be there. <clears throat> Excuse me. Payoff is going to be rewarding enough. Do you have any free time where you can like work out your neck so you can avoid the gallows? <laughs> or survive them? Get it strong enough so the blade just breaks on your neck. Yeah, like instead of doing pull-ups in Persona 5, you just do chin-ups using <laughs> your neck. Maybe if they execute all five at the same time, they just become a stronger persona. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, but the, there was one standout game that I've actually been like incredibly surprised about how great it is, with some caveats, mind you. Is that Sweet Home? Yes, it's a Nintendo horror RPG. So when you say Nintendo Ooh. horror RPG, are you going to see this on the NES Classic? Probably not. And it, well, for multiple reasons. It was never translated. So the version I'm playing is a fan translated patch. I don't think it's necessarily aged incredibly well, but when I remind myself that this was made the same time Final Fantasy was, I could be wrong in terms of years, but like 89, apparently. 1989. Mm. This game has so many features that just impress the socks. It, it impresses the shit out of me. It impresses your shitty socks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. The, uh, the first thing I do want to point out is that when Resident Evil was under production, uh, and I haven't fact-checked this, but this is what I was told, that Resident Evil was initially going to be a Sweet Home remake. And we're talking original Resident Evil. That's a pretty big deal. Yeah. It, it, well, it's particularly interesting, and it also brings to light some of... Resident Evil's core uh, game designs. Like in Resident Evil, you have to backtrack a lot. You ha you have limited item management or item management, limited item uh, or inventory space. Those are totally key elements of Sweet Home. You basically have access to two individual slots with your five characters, and and that's another interesting tidbit. You have five characters to control. Each character has their own personal item. Like the first character has a lighter. We named that character Scott, by the way. <laughs> the second character has a medical kit, so she's capable. She is able to heal any of your characters with poison or curse or anything like that, any status ailments. The third character has a camera, 
The fourth has a vacuum. Wait, which did you just say the third character is a camera and they just move on? Has a camera. Well, I'll <laughs> oh, explain it. Has a camera. Has okay. A camera. Yeah, I thought you said <laughs> it's third a walking camera. camera. <laughs> it's not a big deal. And the. <laughs> And the fourth character is uh, Luigi from Luigi's Mansion. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and your fifth character has a key. So granted, like, there's no explanation as to why those five characters have unique items. It's a Nintendo game. But the story is actually kind of there. As you go through the game, uh, you're basically exploring a mansion that you get trapped in. And... Uh, the goal is basically trying to figure out how to escape, but in that process, you're more or less learning how to exercise the ghost that is inside of this mansion. And you use these key items, as well as other items you find along the way, like pickaxes, boots, gloves. Um, what else do we have here? Socks. Yes, shitty socks. <laughs> uh, an axe and other things to like kind of get you through the environment. And you essentially need to go to all of these different paintings, or they call them frescoes. And I wasn't entirely sure, but is a fresco a painting, or is a fresco a painted uh, three-dimensional carving? A fresco is a type of painting, basically. It's oh, kind of like whoa. painting with plaster. It's like quick, quick-fire uh, watercolor on wet plaster. And then it's not on a canvas, but it's, yeah, on, on a wall or a ceiling, obviously. Good thing. Good thing I was the one who went to school for five years on art, and Scott was like, "I'm gonna fill in all these holes that Cookie just left." So, so if I told Patch you, if I told you that part of your analysis of each fresco involved vacuuming the fresco, would you shake your <laughs> would you shake your head? Are we I, there to get rid of mold, or are we there to actually <laughs> exercise a ghost? <laughs> yeah. So occasionally, it sounds like one of the characters is a maid. <laughs> Yeah, which character has the vacuum? Uh, the character's original name is Asuka. <laughs> of course it's Asuka. It's always Asuka. But so, the character's name that you gave it is what? Double lift. It around. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> so I've been watching a lot of Professional League lately. I know, I'm a fucking nerd. And there's a guy named Double Lift who's like one of the most renowned AD carries or marksmen. You know, this joke is never going to work for anyone that doesn't watch League. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so if if you come across the fresco, you have to use the camera to reveal lettering that doesn't exist in reality, so to speak. So there's like that ghostly element to like, oh. Fatal frame? Yeah, exactly. Which you, you, could, you could argue that maybe fatal frame has a bit of inspiration from this. Or just the fact that cameras revealing things that do not exist to the human eye is already a thing, too. Sounds like a bad is- photographer. What is the time setting in the game? Modern-ish. Okay. Is like, it like supposed to be 89? Maybe. There, there's no technology to ever reveal otherwise. Like you never come across a phone. And like granted, this is a super pixely Nintendo game. Like not Super Nintendo. Like shit old Nintendo. Like we can't display all the colors in Nintendo. So I don't think you ever see anything technologically based that would give you a good time frame except for the fact that you have a camera so right. potentially the 1800s like polaroid so oh wow knows? like well so so that's the you thing get the too pictures like instantly right yeah yeah exactly so it has to be a polaroid but when you look at the sprites i was always under the impression that the character that starts with the camera had a video camera because it looks like he had it on his shoulder mm. that would make sense if they're since this is game was based off of the movie. Yeah. 
Oh, seriously? Oh, yeah, there's a movie. I was actually going to ask Shit. if you guys just took your time out to watch the movie before you played the game. No, we haven't. I'm, I'm excited <laughs> to watch this now. Pixels also in this era do not do a good job of illustrating what a thing is because for the longest time, <laughs> I thought like there was an icon or a sprite that was just a weird floating eyeball. But then it turned out to potentially be a person sitting slunched over without a head. Oh. <laughs> Whereas that, that's what Tiffany thinks. Whereas I think it is a person slunched over and his hair is black, but it's really hard to tell. <laughs> <laughs> and, and another thing that kind of bothers me in terms of its age is uh, a lot of these top down uh, RPG style games, like, you know, that would look like if you were playing Pokemon or Final Fantasy, there's only one view or side to your character. So if your character's facing down, it'd be just like any of those games. If you turn up or start moving upwards, your character just flips upside down. <laughs> what? <laughs> and if you turn to the left or right, your character just, their legs are pointed to the left or right. So, so like the view is basically set that you are looking entirely downwards onto your character's and that like your characters are always slightly leaning back. I don't know. Like but it does save some time in development, which I'm assuming is like what motivated this. You also uh you also do notice like some recycling of enemies in these random battles. Uh like aside from things like okay, there's a there's a dog and then this orange dog becomes a gray dog later on and now it's stronger and they call it a wolf. There's one enemy that is called is it first called a, a ghoul? Okay, so it, it's like this kind of hideous-looking zombie green thing. When you get later on into the game, you see that same enemy show up again, but that enemy now is just upside down. <laughs> <laughs> like it's coming from the ceiling. Uh, but in particular, though, I, I did want to bring up this game because there's a lot of awesome things that it brings out, like using items to the environment being able to switch between characters, having characters get stuck in traps and then using other characters to go and save that one, having permadeath if any of your characters die in battle or die due to traps, they are dead. And having the foresight also to implement things like, a good example, like if your vacuum guy dies, you will find brooms throughout the throughout the mansion if you have two parties in one room and one of your parties gets attacked or something you will automatically start controlling the party that was attacked or influenced upon so it's just a bunch of like crazy things that for this era 1989 for the nintendo which was not a strong console compared to like pc at that point in time i'm just constantly surprised at what you can do in this game did you just call yourself a part of the pc master race you definitely just said console, not nearly as strong as PC. Well, as if that's changed. Okay, okay. But you're like, nah, man. Let's talk about the games that came out in the early '90s, like, like early, early '90s or pre-'90s. You have, you know, like the the most technologically advanced games for its time. I think Sweet Home is one of them. But you have things like Excite Bike and Duck Hunt, Mario, and not to say those are not good games. They're all fantastic. But at the same time, you had the secret. Wait. What was it? The Ancient Art of War. And I think it was specifically two that was a very elaborate strategy game where you had 
pirates versus what? What's the opposite of a pirate? Like ninja. <laughs> Royal Navals. No, East uh, India Trading Company. Naval <laughs> naval armies. Armies. Countries Lord. would basically create these anti-pirate groups. Lord Beckett's something I mean, pri- crew. I don't privateers. know. Privateers. Privateers. Thank you. So in hey. the ancient <laughs> art of war, which I barely remember because I was like five when I played it, you basically controlled privateers or pirates. I think you just controlled privateers and your job was to basically go out and hunt pirates. And it had an elaborate system back in this day and age of ship-to-ship combat as well as uh, boarding. Or like, Scott, you're going to be the guy that knows this. The type of combat that happens when you have boarding parties and so forth. I would say for your art point, I was looking at some uh, pictures of the art online. It looks like Game Boy Color level art. Like, it doesn't look terrible. It's not, you know, Super Nintendo level, maybe. Right, right. It's totally, yeah. Yeah, but it's it's certainly not the worst pixel art that has come from uh, like the N- Nintendo Entertainment System. It's and it's leaps and bounds above like say the Famicom or uh, the old like Atari systems as well. And, and I would say too that the enemy designs can actually be really good at times, like when you see the monster artwork. But yeah, but that's about all I have to say with that. We're almost done with the game. Um, it's also super unforgiving in nature uh, because there are only a limited number of healing items available and there's no way to actually do a complete party heal. So if you just get into a couple bad fights and you don't have healing items afterwards, you could very well be facing certain death for some of your characters. As long as you keep your lighter guy alive. Yeah, <laughs> for obvious reasons obviously yeah i mean he's got the best tool there is and i also double checked on the camera um the guy with the camera definitely has a uh like it looks like the um video camera that you'd normally have someone do if they were doing like a news shoot for at least a hot list reference to hollow knight it's good i'm i'm gonna be playing plenty more before i talk about it again so maybe i'll have even more to say but would you I, I look forward to reviewing it. Um, would, it's it, our episode won't come out before the Steam sale ends. I'm gonna say right now before giving my review, um, if you're any bit interested in it at all, I would buy it. Um, if you're not interested in it and looking at a trailer about the game is good enough for you, I would buy it. Oh man. So it's, it's a good game. If you owned yes. a switch, would you buy it for the switch? Oh yeah, it would Wait, be great. Uh, that would nope. be awesome for the That's Switch. That's Shovel Knight. Never mind. Ignore me. Moving on. <laughs> All right. Well, if you have any questions or corrections for us, you can reach us by emailing at podcast at fancyramen.com. Or if you're watching on YouTube, please leave us a comment below. If you're enjoying the show, tell a friend. Word of mouth is the only way we grow in listeners. You can also subscribe to us with your favorite podcast app or on YouTube and stay up to date with our latest content. If you guys want to do all of us a big favor at the, on the Fancy Ramen team, go ahead and leave a review on the iTunes podcast. That's going to boost us up and get us that good notoriety for later. Wait, yeah, that's, that's how we get more people listening. Isn't it now Apple Podcast? I don't know, man. <laughs> Speaking way. of Apple, can I leave a tidbit? Yeah. Do you want to talk about your public service announcement? Yeah, my tidbit for everyone who owns an iPhone 
don't encrypt it on your computer <laughs> unless you really can remember the password. Because if you oh, no. get a different phone and you want to transfer your data, you can't. You have to unencrypt it, and you need that password. And Apple will not let you for will not let you reset. There's that no way to recover. recover it at all. So either remember that password or don't encrypt it, or get a Mac. <laughs> I don't think that no, would help got, at that it's point. It's got nothing to do no. with that. Oh, it's, I don't encrypt mine on my It's um it's it's like an option you can do at that point, I guess. They were like, Oh yeah, do this and I was like, Oh sure and now I'm like, Why did I do that? So so you no longer have an iPhone, you now have a S eight or Samsung. Galaxy S eight. Yeah. Do these also nice. explode? <laughs> no. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. <laughs> I haven't heard anything. I don't know. I've just from a lot of we've watched a lot of reviews on YouTube and like just I don't know talking to people and they all say it's supposed to be better than the new iPhone. So <laughs> thought I'd give it a try. Omake. Yeah. <laughs> we can't keep saying that, otherwise people are going to think it's actually the Omake. Uh, we we should probably give Neil an audio clip of us saying goodbye, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm still trying to figure out like a good way to actually end an episode without completely copying someone else. What do you mean completely copying someone else? <laughs> we just <laughs> we just do the wrap up, begging for you know the reviews listeners. and yeah. and feedback, and then we say goodbye. Adios. Had a great time, guys. <laughs> Thanks for having me on. It, yeah. So long. This is the most awkward ending we've done. <laughs> so <laughs> long. Farewell. Farewell. Sayonara. I hope Ciao. you keep on listening to Why are we singing my song? podcast. <laughs> oh, God. I didn't know what to do. Oh, man. You're going to have a really hard time actually extracting the audio that you want from this last leg. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be super fine. chopped up. <laughs> yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. Join us next week. Uh, later this week, we're going to have an omake covering. Can you repeat that fucking TV show's <laughs> episode name again? I've got to actually look it up because I think it's Yoshihiko it's- and the Demon King's Castle. Is that the That's right. Asian Monica? Or Python? it's Yoshihiro, but it's mm-hmm. one of the two. I think it's Yusha. Yusha is the word for hero in Japanese. Regardless, that's happening. It'll be in the show notes. Or you can also check last episode. Uh, there's also going to be a Persona 5 spoiler cast that we recorded about a week ago coming up as well. I'm waiting for that, Neil. I want to be spoiled. <laughs> that's it. Have a good night, everyone. Bye. 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 Bye.